0: Let's get it. Y eso que no te hablé, eh? Y si no hablaste. Salud. Salud. No sabe amargo porque no perdió tu América, ya no jugaron. Y sí perdieron mis chivas. My Chivas lost. So, get the pusiste pedo. Dude, I, legit, ver, I got pretty fucking turned. Well, so, we'll open it up with that game. But yeah, I got pretty turned. I went to El Farolito yeah. bar in uh, there in SF, right next to El Farolito, the famous taqueria. Um, and it was popping. It was hella ghetto. It was like hella old heads. But it, it was nice. Buen ambiente got popping. Yeah. Especially when uh, there was a the majority were Chihuahua fans. And a lot of people weren't even like Mexican. They were like, central american south american white people that just stopped by um so got popping chivas was up two zero we even got the dale rebaño we even got the chance going looked like we're at the top of the world just felt like it and then titas came back and got like dead silent he put us crickets. So he yeah. got dead. Sound. Well, people were just like, Ganto madre. <laughs> like yelling at. The,
1: yeah. Blaming yeah. the ref and stuff. Yeah. No, but at halftime, how did you feel going into halftime? Because
0: halftime felt good, man. At the half, Chivas was up 2 0. Everything seemed good, but it seemed like Baunovich was kind of pushed, like setting the, the team was kind of going on their heels a little bit, right? They were chilling out a little bit. They were protecting the 2 0. They weren't. Um, as like pedal to the metal as they had been at the beginning, which makes sense. Chivas every game has been getting tired by like the sixtieth, 70th. Just against America, they got lucky with the red card. Yeah, they and then that helped them push more, right? Or else I think America would have could have even won that game.
1: Yeah, like, and I'm glad you recognize that shit because. Uh, yeah, you I mean, know.
0: America had just scored the tying goal, and it looked like it was going. Se le iba al barco a las chivas because they already had to score two more, right? And yeah. it was like, dude, this America's strong. They just scored one when we thought when chivas thought that they had the momentum, and then yeah, he got smacked again. And Luckily, that happened, and uh, they looked a lot stronger after that. But I figured that this was gonna happen, but I was so happy they were already up 2 0. Um,
1: but it's it's one of those cosas, güey, que. Uh, at least for me, growing up, siempre decían, you know, 2-0 scoreline. It's the worst scoreline to to have going into the half, going into, you know, a second, like final, wherever it is. Just being up 2-0, te sientes bien cuando estás arriba. Y cuando estás abajo, llegas de, de you know, your pep talk at halftime, and you're like, let's get one in. And after we get one, we're going to have momentum. And yeah. the second one will come in. Like, we just got to keep pushing it y nomás llegaron los goles y ya me ya me hubieras mirado güey brinque brinque como si los hubiera yeah.
0: como you si know, fuera el America
1: como si fuera el America yeah, because I mean, you know it, it it sucks that you get eliminated by your worst enemy like your your club rival but like se secrien and then this half you know, 2-0 up I mean
0: yeah I mean Chivas did what they needed to in that first half right and then the way that I I look at it, I I saw a lot of people blaming Panovic, blaming the specific players or like blaming like their mentality or stuff like that. But at the end of the day, they were pretty individual things that happened to flip the result back. So like we know if it's a 2-0, the, a, a 2-1 goal switches the momentum. Yeah. Right? And if you're the, two, the team that's up 2-0, like your hands are down. You're trying to just kind of hold them off, right? And the 2-1 is un balde de agua, right? The 2-1 was a penalty. A super fucking lucky penalty yeah. that El Pollo Briseño off of a deflection from, I think Guignac headed it, put his Cordula, head down. Cordula, yeah, Cordoba. Put his head down, looked away, and threw his arm up, and it hit that arm, right? That's like, a, that's a freak accident. The hand shouldn't be there. If the hand weren't there, that would have been an easy grab for Watcho, right? So like, that's a horrible way for the team to just get that momentum for Tigres. Yeah. And then the, the Cordova goal, the 2-2, was a defender. The one mistake he does, he's made the whole playoffs. Alan Mosso thinks that the keepers got the ball, lets the ball go, and Cordova creeps in and gets that header. in. So those are... I thought Chivas did a great game outside of that. But that's two plays that basically took the win away from you. Just off of individual things. Yeah. And it's super crazy how that happened.
1: Yeah, and uh, it's crazy because Briseño had been so good that whole postseason. La toda la liguilla, Briseño was brought in to cover Fudge for those long balls so he can go up and header them. And ever since that game, those games against Atlas, he's been like a he's wall been back on it there.
0: But that's what I'm telling you. Even even the penalty is not him doing right. bad. He was on Cordova. pressed the body. As a defender, you make the forward header as close to the outside of the box as you can because there's no way in hell that ball is going in. Yeah. That thing's going to go so slow to the keeper. And he, he headed it out like w- pretty close to the outside of the box. Just that. Accidentally throw throw an arm up. You're not supposed to have that there. But not, right, yeah. But outside of that, he had a good game. Because that the two two he didn't couldn't do anything there, but that that is just a lack of concentration in that split second by Mosso and yeah. and Wattro. not figuring it out between him and Watcho as a defender. If your goalie doesn't say here, I got it, Mia, the defender has to go. Yeah,
1: but on the flip side, as a goalie, the
0: goalie has to go and do
1: it. Hacia, poste, right, just go up and grab it.
0: Yeah, but but if you don't go and grab it. The defender, the thing about Mozo is Mozo didn't go to the body of Cordova, and he, he didn't go. And he didn't go for the ball. He didn't go for either. He didn't go for Cordova. He didn't go for the ball. He stopped and turned, and was like, "My keeps got it."
1: Well, Cordova said, um, "En cuanto escuché el grito de de Mozo diciendo guacho, he knew he'd score
0: it." Yeah, he yeah. Knew watch because uh, you can't call it killing. for other players, dog. Yeah. Especially not. You're in the area chica. You're not in the middle of the field, you are the last person. Yeah. You cannot call it for somebody else. And Mozo, if you call it, even if you call it for your keeper, you have to go to the body of the player. Yeah. You have to get in between them. Why would you, in its purest fashion, you cannot let Cordova have a free shot at your keeper. Like even chocandolo. Yeah. Right. So like it was complete. it was like, I think it's really lazy. It was like a like a moment where he just he just uh wasn't concentrated in what he was supposed to have done. And it was unfortunate because he hadn't made any mistakes. It, in the way that luck works, he probably was owed a mistake that he could have gotten away with. But he did it against Cabecita, the offsides, yeah, that he yeah. banged in. But así pasan las cosas. Same, and yeah. it just happened that Tigres was able to put the two away that Chivas mis- had mistakes on punished them, and once it's two two, it's fair game, dog. Like there's no way it did not look at two two that Chivas was gonna score the three. It was like either it's going to PKs or los veteranos, Guignac, yeah. a Pizarro, somebody's gonna put one away, and that's exactly what happened. And Pizarro put one away off of a off of a couple bounces in the box, gets right to you, ¿Quién es el más abusado? Pizarro's right there. Boom. Dink it. I, I also, I don't, I do not give Tigres that much of, like, credit on this because, like, like I said, I think it's a lot of individual mistakes.
1: You're a Chivas fan, bro. No, you yeah, have yeah. to give Tigres credit because Tigres stuck they, give them they their had credit. A, a game plan and they stuck to that game plan and they were there. Ellos estuvieron abusados
0: cuando les diera no, yeah. el error. No, I yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I give them the credit on... But it wasn't like a. I wouldn't call it a dominating performance to come back and win it. Like, if those mistakes don't happen, the game could be. The game is completely different, right? They they one hundred percent knew how to take advantage of the mistakes that were made. Uh, but I think it's something that, it's not something that you attack Baunovich about. Like, you, dude, your style of play was just shit. All three of them were things that happened in the box. A handball. a a couple rebotes, the 3-2, and then a a ball that should have been taken care of by somebody to just fucking clear it out, right? Outside of that, Guignac no peso the whole playoffs. No, pues no. Nothing, right? They could not find that solution. Nico is last year's top goal scorer, is playing 15 minutes, 20 minutes, right? They were not finding the solution to these things. Gordova put the whole fucking team on his back, the whole damn playoffs. Scored one goal each game except for the Chivas game, the in El El Volcan, uh, the home game. Yeah. And he was involved in every single goal of these three. Like that fool put him in the dirt. He's like, I'm going to. That fool was ready to fucking play. Yeah. And you can't make those mistakes, Chivas. Is the thing that's that's the thing for Chivas. I think they can do well next season because they're going to have the same base. They're going to get better players. They're going to have. Bajovich uh, to keep them riled up, and that just like just get a win attitude. It's just going to be a matter of like in the big games, can you not fuck up? I
1: completely disagree from with with your statement saying they're going to do well next season. I don't think they're going to do well next season. That's
0: because you're an América fan. No, it's no, not, no,
1: it's not. I'm going to tell you why. They're not going to do as well next season because next season, yeah, van a conocer a Bajovich. Yeah, van a conocer cómo le puedes atacar, cómo le puedes defender. And Chivas, like you mentioned, they don't have the Nico Ibañez on the bench. They don't have...
0: No, but they're trying. That's what the offseason is for, right? If they're going to get...
1: Pero ellos están limitados by playing with only Mexicans.
0: Yeah, yeah, of course. But there are Mexican-quality players that you can get if if they can bring in an Alan Pulido for striker. If they can bring in a couple of young players, there's rumors that they can get like a center mid from, I don't know, like a fucking one of NECAXA's mids, or like if they can pull some of these pieces together, they showed it this year. They can do it with the Mexican players that they have. And nobody was expecting them to do what they did this year. And apparently, the whole season, everyone was saying, oh, yeah, their luck's run out. People have found them out. America's got their number. Dog, you les clavamos tres, wey. ¿Qué más quieren?
1: Mira, lo que tú dijiste hace rato de los tigres eh hey, si no hubiera esa tarjeta roja we would have been talking differently that's right? what I'm
0: saying dog like so it's también just, también es those la, moments, right? también es la cosa like like I don't see what Chivas did to just be like oh shit no next year they're gonna fucking suck dog wait this fool, this fool took the same team that pinché Leónio had Mitchell Leónio and he fucking made them subcampeones that has... And I give him He, props. he has a team chemistry. He had In Mexico, there are certain teams that just do better when you can figure out how to unlock the most out of these players. And he got a lot more out of the players that he needed to than other coaches have because other coaches couldn't get the players to hustle, couldn't get them to not fucking party just and come discipline. hungover yeah, exactly. and all this shit, right? So he's getting more out of them. If he can get more pieces, I don't see... I don't I don't see any reason why this team doesn't finish top 4 again. Top 8 I think is like <laughs> like it's just joke to think that they're not going to make top 8. Like um uh, it's I I think this Chivas team has a lot to work with now. From what they have, plus Tapatio players, uh I think this team will have the quality for the next couple of years. Like I said the big thing is in big moments uh can they can Alex can Vega Step up, Those can th- El Pocho step up? I was talking in uh with uh, Mariano Trujillo from Fox Deportes. Uh-huh. Uh, he was talking about Chivas and stuff, and he was he just asked Twitter who should Chivas get. I think they need a younger six to fight with Eloso. Yeah, I think they need more experience, like one experienced hard ass center back. To like uh, I think Boyo Briseno is awesome. But if you can get someone as good as him, but like more veterano to be next to Tiva Sepulveda or Chiquito Orozco. Like
1: experienced,
0: you mean? Yeah, if you can get older, but more experienced. Yeah, like if you could bring back Salcedo, I think that would be really solid. Because I think he's just as aguerrido as Pollo, Mm -hmm. but technically light years ahead. Right. And he has the liderazgo, the World Cups, this, that. Right. If you could do something like that, I think it'd be really good. Um, You got to bring in a nine. Yeah, you can't bet that JJ is gonna come back, killing That's it. Nice, yeah. and I'm not against them bringing up someone to compete against Alexis. Yeah, I think if you have the possibility of bringing a winger, bro, bring it in because that fool's. I know he came back from an injury and he was obviously set back with like fitness and stuff, but like dog, light that fire under his butt, dog. Like, ¿leche ganas? Same with, uh, I mean, Piojo turned it on towards the end. Yeah, he did. He He had that run against America. But, like, there needs to be internal competition, and I think Hierro is getting that there.
1: That's exactly what I'm saying is they need that depth. They need those players who are going to come in are not only going to have that that internal competition, but they're also going to be, when they come in, it's like El Revoltivo, It's that super sub that you need, that extra spark.
0: I'm also of the school of thought that I think that it's totally fine if your starters right now become your star bench players. Right. Like bring in somebody better than Alexis. Bring in somebody better than JJ. And have JJ Macias be your super sub, your nine. Because right now they go without a nine sometimes because they don't trust the nine yeah, that they got, <laughs> right? So then your sub 9 is your actual 9 who's not very good. Right? Ronaldo Cisneros or bring in like a like another center mid instead of uh like Nenê and have Nenê be your star center mid super sub instead of Alan Torres with other folks that they bring off the bench, right? Yeah. And create that competition. Uh, there's no nothing wrong with uh, if you can bring better players making them fight for that spot let's go that's a dream for you guys yeah but no mames that shit fucking sucked i was pretty fucking turnt i, I, I at least drank like seven beers
1: you're like With, otra cubeta, no with a co-
0: yeah i got a cubeta we we're chilling with the boys from chivas del norte shout oh, out yeah. to them uh yeah i got them some beers and then i was hanging out with some old head because <laughs> it was so packed i sat at this table that this old head was at and he was just telling me this was the impulse way Oh, the good old the stories. Big, the big Nayarit. Hey. tierra hermosa. Damn. And I was just like, all right, brother. It was like talking to my uncle. <laughs> all what's right.
1: What's up, man? That's
0: enough of me crying. <laughs> Outside of the uh, Liga MX, we'll go, We'll come back to the Liga Make-y's in a second, but I want to go global news, top news. Uh, Lionel Messi is confirmed by Gautier the PSG coach, that he is not going to return back to PSG at all. Damn. It's crazy. Everyone knows the Saudi money coming in to sign him to Al-Hilal. But now, apparently, there's a, a spearheaded effort, a, a two-headed monster coming for him, which is Inter Miami and Barcelona. There's The rumor now is that uh, inter miami would sign him and then loan him for six to 18 months to barcelona so that he can play there and avoid their financial fair play rules which i don't know how is fair play at all doing that all right so we're back folks just for the context somebody turn the lights off on us <laughs> in our studio damn me, studio way um but yeah inter miami and barcelona are trying to do a joint effort to avoid financial fair play rules to allow him to play at Barcelona not cuz they can't afford the same that uh the Saudi team is trying to give him the loan would be eight, 6 to 18 months and then the plan is for him to go to the MLS after that he'll be old as hell by that point so that's probably what, retire
1: yeah that's what i'm thinking like does miami want to do that because the stana said not favor right
0: it's more of a favor it's yeah. like like they don't need to do that you know what i would do I would be like, yeah, dog, loan me a couple of yeah. Barcelona Athletic players.
1: Yeah, see. Sí. I mean, you they, win don't even, I win.
0: they don't even need to be Barcelona Athletic. Uh, Ricky Pooch was bench player on Barcelona, right? Yeah. Like, send me Sergio Roberto. True. Nobody true. wants that fool over there. No. Send me Ansu Fati. Fati. Yeah. N- nobody wants that fool there either. Send me Somebody. A, unos dos, tres. Yeah. Unas chelas. <laughs>
1: But, I mean, it'd be great to to see Messi in the MLS. I hope. I mean, if I want a deal, I want the deal where M- Messi comes to the MLS.
0: Immediately. I d- it I don't doesn't think matter. Have, I don't think they have the money directly. I think it's like a joint effort because neither of the team can F40 put up the same money. As the Saudis? It's like, I saw it was over one, like a $1.2 billion deal over a certain amount of years, obviously. But I was like, cut uh, Yeah, damn. I saw it.
1: It was like four hundred
0: million dollars. Yeah, four hundred million a year, so that would be three a three year contract, which I like. Gosh,
1: jeez, but that's an it's an insane amount, yeah. like for sure. But if any of the deals go through, I want the MLS whether he comes now or later. I just want him. But imagine to the see r-
0: my fucking see my PayPal at PayPal. But imagine the risk. What if he gets hurt in Barcelona? Yeah, because that's high level, and they're gonna you need him in there. Yeah. And then what? What if he gets fatigued or his knees give out or something, and he can't come to the MLS? But you're like in that contract.
1: That's 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 all the risks, you know. Give me an extra player because yeah, of that put risk. in the freaking terms and conditions
0: <laughs> in the the small notes. All right. In similar news, and Benzema confirmed that he will be leaving Madrid, and the rumor is that he's going to the first place team in Saudi Arabia, with Al Ittihad. So the top three teams would have their superstar. Al-Tihad would have Benzema, Al-Nasser, and second place would have Ronaldo. al Hilal would have Messi. Jeez. I don't know what the rest of you 13 teams are doing, but pick it up, dog. Everybody in their mama is going to the Saudi league. Yeah, last, last place, Al-Batin. Directly to you guys. Sign somebody. Big Sign name.
1: Sign anybody. Take Chicharito.
0: <laughs> no, but I heard uh, Modric
1: is also um was in talks to going over there um i've heard mixed stories whether he's gonna stay or go
0: yeah but, all those fools need to go him fucking um tony cross tony cross um busquets i don't even know where he's landing i heard he's going to saudi league too now um what's his name Rakitic. Tambien. you know the the old he and, just got done uh playing the sevilla
1: yeah and they won yeah for
0: real but yeah we are seeing a generational shift. We are. With all these names that we're talking about jokingly that they'll leave. We're seeing it right in front of our eyes, either to MLS or to the Saudi League or, I don't know, anywhere else. to Lower divi- lower teams in their divisions, at least. But, yeah, the folks that we grew up seeing are just not. They're gone. Ya no larman. Como di- dijo Spider-Man,
1: Mr. Stark, I don't feel so don't well.
0: He <laughs> <laughs> starts disappearing. All right. In England, Chelsea confirmed that Mauricio Pochettino is going to be acting as coach now moving forward, and he gave a short list of players that he wants the hell out of there. And players that he wants to bring, like they have so much damn money apparently. (laughs) And they also confirmed that Todd Bowley is not going to be involved with the player signings.
1: Because um, Graham Potter said that he told Bowley that he did not want Enzo Fernandez. He thought it was a waste of money.
0: Dog, that's probably the one player out of the ones that they got that I was like.
1: That gives his best, right?
0: Well, that's the one that kind of makes sense. Like, yeah. Paquikrias Modric. Paquikrias. Fofana. Yo, or, yeah. The I forward mean, Fofana. The two Fofanas. And then you Felix didn't do so hot either. Why? I mean, that was on loan. Yeah. So, like, I mean, i yeah, también. Yeah, but like, I don't know. Somebody was making the wrong decisions, and based off of some of these notes, it sounds like it's more than one person. It's not just Arvoli. Wow.
1: Homie, homie signed the checks, so.
0: All right. Going back to Mexico, Yurtano Ortiz leaves go, Yurt- so. No, not Yurtano Ortiz. No. But he leaves America, and he immediately signs with Monterrey. So we'll have a new segment here. I'll give a little bit of a high level of what's going on here. And then I'll give Cesar, like, 30 seconds to just go in, like you did on Discord. Uh, yeah, Cesar sent, like, a good fucking 10-liner on uh, Tu Madre güey. His tu mom, way, his mom, his his neighbor, his wife. He's like, and you and screw your dog, too. <laughs> um, but, yeah, Tano Ortiz with America. They made it all the way to the semifinals. Lost against my Chivas Poderosas. And then um, the rumor was, the rumor is that he already probably had it a plan out because he immediately signed with Monterrey, who Monterrey also made it to semi finals, lost to Tigres, and then they got rid of their um overly defensive coach, Victor Manuel Vusetich. Right. Uh so then um I I immediately said it on the Discord and I told you that I thought Tano was a perfect fit for Monterrey. I was like, it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. Yeah. But- Either him or Diego Alonso. And but Diego Alonso was also rumored for America, and what ended up happening immediately after the Chivas game, Tan Ortiz said, "Now nah, I'm out late. I've had enough." He he made it sound like it was like amicable, like I didn't do my job. I I well, didn't at the time. I didn't put in the work.
1: Right at the time, I was like, "Oh, this guy, respect, hats off to this guy." He it lost. sounded respectable. And, he, and he's leaving because he you know America is great like that. And if they don't deliver championships You're not
0: He did say something like that He's like I've been here two years My job was to deliver championships type of vibe And I didn't And that's all I gotta say Me and my crew We have our time here Our time is up And literally left the interview So let's give Cesar Let's give Cesar 30 <laughs> seconds To really go in on how you feel about Dan Ortiz
1: Oh when I first uh, Ding heard this story, I was like, because the story came with Thanos leaving, but not only is he leaving, he's taking all of his crew and he's also taking like el preparador físico, the physical therapy person, the one of the doctors, one of the uh, Fuerzas Basicas coaches, one of the academy coaches, and all these people were part of the institution before he got there. Mm-hmm. So for him to just get up and leave with all of these people and leave America just basically blindsides America. When I heard that, I was like, bro, like, this is almost funny to to me. Because here here we are, an institution like America getting fucked and getting absolutely torn up from the inside. Like, it's all right. Like we got this. Like America is built for this. America got over bigger problems. Like we'll get over this one. Like and I went on a rant in the Discord (laughs) that in the moment felt so good after I Hit send.
0: You're like Um, scene, scene. Um, Yeah. So the other crazy thing is, not only did he take those people, he took a big chunk of their analytics department. Yes, man. That has a huge say in their scouting. Yep. And in their tactics. Yeah. So he's taking the tactics with him, and he's taking. All of the South American talent that they've been planning for the next couple of years.
1: He's basically taking the the blueprint for the next couple of seasons. Mm -hmm. It's like they're leaving us with like scraps to defend for ourselves. And now Baños, the president of America, is trying to go after coaches who are telling him no at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. And the clock is ticking, man.
0: Javier Aguirre told him no. Uh, Diego Alonso, ex-Monterrey coach, ex-Pachuca coach, champion with Pachuca, ex-Uruguay coach at this last World Cup, yeah. told them no. Um,
1: and now they're going for San Luis's boss. San uh, Luis's boss Brazilian is Jardine, a
0: Jardine. Brazilian dude. Apparently he has a huge pull with youth talent in Brazil, and that's what's been bringing um, San Luis's game better. They made it to top eight. Yeah. Um, but he, uh, yeah,
1: it's crazy they're going man, after man. him
0: because nobody else wants it. I feel like it's now I, the, it's yeah. high. It's high pressure. You got to deliver. And there he, is the full expectation now. If you don't win a championship, you're out. Yeah. So unless you love the institution, uh, or unless they're getting you from like a smaller team and it's like such a big pay bump, it it could be pretty risky.
1: It is. And then he's not risky for America too because he has, he does not have a proven track record of, of yeah. making it to the later stages of, of a championship and not even winning I, yeah. silverware.
0: I feel like when you're with America, you have to have the personality too. Yeah. And I mean, maybe we just haven't seen it enough because he's in San Luis. But yeah, all, and all of this because I felt like they were a little bit quick with their hand with Santiago Solari. But I, yes. I, I know that was a lot of like, uh, locker room stuff yeah too. apparently he like tore up the locker room yeah. and stuff
1: roger martinez was a big problem when he was there which
0: he still is a fucking
1: uh, yeah but that he wasn't out the door yeah that he blows. wasn't as big as a, of a problem for uh el tano but um yeah i, I feel like america kind of also did this to themselves because they didn't secure either a contract with el tano or they didn't let El Tano know Hey whether you lose or win You're out for next season Like they weren't clear They were It was just always up in the air And Monterrey was just quicker with it Or maybe El Tano had already a pre-agreement yeah. And he was dirty But it doesn't matter I like, also
0: I also think Tano is just like In his head He's just like Dude Like he I think he respects The America piece to it That he's just like Dog like I did what I could And shit didn't work out And it was Todo culpa De pinche Fidalgo See, no, right? It was just a huge fuck up, one huge fuck up that s- fucking snowballed into everything else happening. But, like, I think he knew that that was his shot. It's going to be tough for any team to make it to the final next year. It's a competitive league, yeah. right? Um, and I think he's just like, dog, like, I didn't get after the first year, I could have gotten fired. Now I do it again, amicably, amen. Peace, right? And then, to be honest with you, that that fool wants a job. Yeah. And he wasn't getting paid. Probably got hit up straight up by Monterrey. He's like, let's go. Right. We'll yeah. get you whatever player you want. More money than you got paid there. Yep. That like, was uh, a big
1: piece. <laughs> porque no le estaba, le pagando el salario de las fuerzas básicas. Oh, shit. Yeah. They weren't paying him. Um, that big boy money. Yeah. That big boy, what he deserved. Yeah. So I'm sure from his side of point of view, era, it, it was a no brainer to go with Monterrey.
0: Yeah. But at the same time, you get to Monterrey, who should have been in the final, got first place, has every player under the moon that you could fucking think of, and now you're going to want more players, your own players, move around the players that are there that have like a chemistry that got them to be first place. I also think that's high risk with the possibility of fucking up. Like, I feel like he left the higher pressure situation to to be in the same thing we're we're gonna have bonus episodes for this but we do i did just want to call out we just got the selección call-ups for mexico for the nation's league slash the um uh, copa de oro slash the couple of friendlies that they have before both of those and plus two u23 squads one that's going to the mauricio revelo tournament in france and then one that's going to some scrimmages in Europe. Um, so all that's going to come up in a bonus episode, so keep an eye out. And then the U.S. also just released their uh, summer squad, yep. uh, highlighted with Fuller and Balogun, right? his yeah. first appearance with the team. So we'll see if they respect Carlo Pepe's uh, tenure there or if they just give him the reins and just say, I'm going to scout on best players on the field. So keep an eye out for that. So let's take it around the league, Cesar. Uh, no more Champions League But we do got Europa Well, Champions League's coming in a couple weeks But we got Europa League this week Sevilla, your choice Amonos the, My Mourinho boys Roma in penalties See, si. It was a close game It was intense I watched that I didn't get to watch it uh, Entirely I watched a little bit But I watched the, the detailed highlights Yeah
1: And it was it's intense good. because Habia mucho Um I guess you can call them controversial calls, yeah. that were made. Tight
0: plays too, yeah. They were tight, and they were just
1: it was a lot of stop stopping the play. Um, but I thought it was a
0: it was a good game overall. I thought a good way to kind of summarize what happened in the game was Roma scoring their goal, Paulo Dybala scoring the goal, and Mourinho telling folks, don't celebrate just yet." Did you see him on the sideline? He was like telling folks, like, "Hey, stop celebrating." Typical Mourinho fashion, right? And then Sevilla had to start applying that pressure, like they do in Europa League every year, and like they he did it the previous game.
1: Like, yeah, it's just in their blood. Like at this point, they're just a super. Um, they just feel the shirt. They just go
0: for for it all. They know how to play in these big games. They don't know how to do it fucking long tournament wise recently. (laughs) But they know how to put it away. And unfortunately for Roma, the the goal came off of an own goal. Yeah, Everyone thought it was smalling, but it ended up being the other center back, Mancini. It kind of deflected off of him and in. So that was a rough way to kind of give up that lead for Roma. And then from there, they go into extra time, right? Nothing really happens in extra time. There was a couple of controversial calls. Yeah, the handball was a big one. Sevilla's defender
1: it hit the the Sevilla's def- defender's hand and Mourinho was screaming off yeah. the top of his lungs saying that how is that not a PK because you see it off of the replay and you're like that that hits the whole hand almost but you got to remember with the new rules as long as the, the hand is in a natural position it's considered
0: good so confusing their natural position or off but, of like your own deflection, right? Like if, yeah. like if it goes body to hand yeah. type of thing, it's and some refs interpret it differently. Some VARs interpret it differently. I don't think any of us actually know when it's supposed to be. Uh, but yeah, it was a, a crazy game. Ended in penalty kicks. Um, two Roma players missed their penalties, and after three shots, it was over. Right? Yeah. Sevillas so players. Three Argentinos. Yep, it, it was just, Lucas Ocampo And then it was um, Eric Lamela And then lastly it was Montiel Who yep. was on this last squad They put him away And yeah, Stufas, Mourinho no longer has His perfect record Dang, In European yep. competitions
1: So con más ganas He threw that second place medal into the crowd
0: Oh for real dude I saw that I wonder who got it It was a
1: little kid Yeah
0: That's he good. gave it to a little kid yeah
1: yeah, and then they asked him after the game, hey, like, why'd you give your second-place medal away? He's like, I don't want second places. I only keep first place. I've always given my second places away.
0: That's pretty cool. I was like, damn. That's It's kind of so illusory, but it's also pretty cool.
1: Yeah, it's like you kind of get to know him as a coach. Which is, that. like,
0: opposite from what you hear sometimes, right? Like, if Like, if you get second place, bring your squad out, respect the team that won, like, watch their ceremony, like... Some coaches will even be like, have that hunger to never want to be here, be up there. Like Sir Alex Ferguson, he made his
1: teams. Yeah. Give the championship, you know, the tunnel. Like the guard of honor. The guard yeah. of honor.
0: saying. In, in Mexico, Banovich brought them all out. Right. Yeah. I feel like, especially if they're young players, you got to show them that, right? Like, yeah. don't be a sore loser. You were not. You were a good winner. But also be a good loser. Right. Um so it's a good it's a good uh skill to have a good uh personality trait. All right, let's bring it to the Premier League. The last week of the season, Aston Villa beat Brighton and we locked down all the European spots. Aston Villa got that last European spot over Tottenham.
1: Almost Aston Villa, let's no go. No European ball
0: for Tottenham, no European ball for Chelsea. We love to see it. Yeah, that's good. Uh relegation. Uh, came down to the wire this weekend. Leeds killed themselves with a loss. They couldn't even freaking save themselves, man. See, Against Tottenham. Tottenham all of a sudden went fucking superstars just to send Leeds down, unfortunately. Uh, but it didn't really matter at that point because the the results weren't playing their way. Uh, but yeah, Leicester and Everton kind of brought it down to the wire. Uh, Leicester was saved. Everton was going down. Until Le- uh, Everton got a Delcorey 57th minute goal versus Bournemouth. Yep, and they saved themselves. No matter what Leicester did, they would not save themselves. So they beat West Ham 2-1. Try to do what they could, and down they went. Yeah, so
1: Everton needed to lose and Leicester to win in order to. And they had
0: safe. it. Yeah. Uh, even uh, even with the draw, they would have made it with goal differential. That's why because it was 0-0 Bournemouth was giving them giving Leicester uh the spot to stay in and uh because they were both at 34 points but Leicester has better goal differential and then that goal gave them two points ahead of Leicester for Everton with that which is crazy that it came down right to the wire I was watching the Bournemouth game like I was switching back and forth you want to
1: know I this whole season I never watched Bournemouth's no? game, home a home game because I, I know what the stadium looks like, and I think it's pr- it's a pretty cool stadium. It's you know, Nice small. and tiny. Yeah. yeah. But hey, I don't remember watching it a single home game this season. Yeah.
0: I watched a couple just because every once in a while I'd have a fantasy player. Yeah. Tavernier on their team is a really solid mid, but he's always injured. Fuck him. <laughs> uh, the Leicester chairman, the hijo de papi, because uh, uh, yeah. his dad bought Leicester, and then he kind of inherited basically. He says they'll be back, and uh, he blamed COVID, and he blamed uh, the transfers that they, uh, the outgoing transfers, not enough incoming transfers, like the transfer of Casper Schmeichel, and Wesley Fofana to Chelsea. Yeah, the Schmeichel one was so
1: random when it happened, like to n- Nice, which
0: is fans. wild. But guess who's in charge of a lot of those movements? The chairman, like. <laughs> God damn, like brother, sute la lana. See. Brother, would you just see him go like leave the door and you like, oh, that's so sad. No, dude, bring in some players. Yes, and
1: Michael should have retired at Leicester.
0: And guess what? Because you don't you didn't do any of those things, now what are you gonna do? You're gonna get ri- rid of Yuri Tulemans, you're gonna get rid of Jamie Vardy, you're gonna get rid of uh, Madison. Uh, Madison, James Madison. You're going to get rid of uh, Fies, You're going to get rid of all of your freaking star players. One, to make enough money for what you are supposed to be making. And two, because they're not going to want to play in that second no. division. They probably have a sec uh, uh, relegation clause. Yeah. Speaking of relegation clause, uh, we talked about Leeds. Brandon Aronson seems to be the one American on the that same. squad that has a relegation clause. And he was statistically the worst mid-player... The worst player in the Premier League this year, damn, bro! Like that's, that's a weird title to have. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't think uh, West Weston McKinney is already back in Juventus uh, uh, in Turin. In Turin, I bet. Um, and Tyler Adams, I think, might be trying to get transferred out because he's got the quality. Yeah, he's just been injured forever. But and yeah. it's,
1: I mean, it sucks when when uh, Jesse Marsh when he came in and he brought on all, all these Americans in. We were like, You're betting on all Americans. Imagine if you get relegated. It sucks those, for that country. Yeah. Those leads fans are gonna say it was it was and that they're gonna American. talk smack.
0: And they do on Twitter, dude. There's hella wars where they're like Yeah talking hella smack. Um but yeah, all these we'll see who can come up on some deals uh from the the recently relegated teams. Arsenal wanted Tillemans a couple of like last season, uh, we'll see if they, if anybody comes up. Rumors that like... I know where James all the Madison is going to go because he's Ruffles, a good player. a baller. Ruffles a good player. player. A, good player. a stud. All right. So coming on up from the Premier League, we got Lutton Town that beat Coventry over the weekend for that last promotion spot. They went to penalty kicks, and there was heartbreak for Coventry. Last name Dabo, I think, missed the penalty kick. And what happened... They immediately released him. Really? Not immediately, but yeah, they ended up. Um, really, I mean, I think it was at the end of his contract and the season was over, and they just did not sign him again. Wow, so that fucking sucks. Yeah, um, but yeah, Luton Town is going to be up in the Premier League. We get another American in the Premier League, Ethan Horvath, the American keeper. Uh, he didn't make any saves in that penalty kick no. shootout because the dude blew it over the fucking post. Um, but yeah, another American is a solid keeper. Um, and we get that shitty ass stadium in the Premier league now. Don't they have to go through people's backyard to, (laughs) to get in one of the gates legit looks like you're going through like somebody's fucking backyard to get into the stadium. The main gate (laughs) looks like you're going into a fucking Taqueria. Like,
1: dude, imagine climbing the stairs and seeing like somebody's
0: calzones, like <laughs> those colgados. Dude, like, you, could, you could totally fucking see what people are doing in their houses from like the 10th row upwards. Yeah, like.
1: it's insane. It's funny, but um, yeah, so they have to do a $10 million upgrade that is required by the Premier League, so there's going to be some upgrades. But it's still, like, a really small stadium. I heard
0: they're planning for a, a whole new stadium. So, hopefully, they do Hopefully, some. they stay up to, yeah. you know, get that stadium. That's going to be the bigger investment, right? Like, right. you think you got the players that you need. But, like, if you look at the pl- the teams that have come up, like, you need more investment. Yeah. like Nottingham Forest. Nottingham Forest got like 23 new players.
1: They spent like 130 million plus on new signings and they
0: barely stayed up. But they said like fuck everyone that brought us up and they completely <laughs> fucking changed the team. Yeah. Right? And then Bournemouth like they they made a couple of key signings and they were able to stay up. Uh, and Fulham totally made yeah. key signings, invested Amonos Tim Ream came them. with them, right Yeah Tim Ream was down there So was Anthony Robinson And the other two that are coming up with them Are Burnley Burnley and Sheffield United directly the Spades Yeah, It's going to be good I think Burnley under company Yeah it's going to gonna be a good one good They one. could have a similar path as um, Fulham did Fulham. this season And you know they're going to back them Burnley's a historic club so We'll see what's good there um, in Spain, we all know Barcelona won it in um, the relegation boy. battle. Espanol is fully locked in. The homeboy Cesar Montes is going to La Segunda unless yeah. he gets signed, transferred somewhere. Magically, he scored. He's got three on the season, and he's kind of becoming like a like a in the air expert, like a, like headers, right? Which he didn't. He wasn't that good at in Mexico for he, all six foot four yeah. of him.
1: Yeah, I feel like it's something he's picked up in the last six months or whatever. Um, the second goal that he scored, because the first one was the Chilena, the second goal was a bullet. Yeah. He headed it so well that she was beautiful. And then the third one was a really good header as well. Um, but it just sucks. You know, we saw this with Andres Guardado when he went with Deportivo La Coruña back to second division. Um, so we just hope that, you know, if he, the best case scenario is that he gets bought out. And goes to a first division somewhere else, but worst case is that he stays with Espanol, goes to La Segunda, and then comes back up next year.
0: Yeah, I can see him going to like a German squad or something. Yeah, How or like he is.
1: even like a an Italian team. Yeah,
0: it'd be nice for him
1: to to learn the to ways learn that the, to be defensive defender yeah. to get
0: his to perfect his defensive play. Uh, but dude, Espanol was up. Two one at the fiftieth, and then in the ninety third, Valencia scored their goal, and Espanol got one goal taken away earlier in the game. That would have been that two one. Yeah. Uh, so that's always a heartbreaker, but um, but yeah that that those two additional points would have put them at thirty eight with Valladolid at thirty nine, and so many teams at forty or forty one that wow. it could have come down to the last week. They could have done something to really try to save themselves. They play on Media, which is a favorable opponent the last week, but now statistically they're done. Yeah. It's over. But yeah, on that note, uh 13 Cádiz down are 41 points and below and the last the last relegation spot available is Valladolid with 39. So there are about fucking 5 to 6 teams that are going <laughs> to be fighting for their lives this this week. Thankfully for Valencia, who's like our relegation watch there, um, they need the three teams below them to to win. Come so on, Valencia
1: mathematically out. can still get
0: relegated. Yeah, because they're 15th. Cadiz is 13th. They all have 41, but they have, um, yeah, so they're all tied with 41 points. For Valencia to go down, they need every team below them to win, which is statistically going to be really gnarly. But yeah possible. Oh, Celta
1: de Vigo Goes against Barcelona
0: Bye bye Yeah Celta de Vigo Is probably Valladolid fight. just needs To get a W And Valladolid Plays Hetafe. That's a good one And Getafe Is at 41 So Getafe They could lose And, Alme- and uh, Celta de Vigo Just loses to Barcelona And they're good Yeah They're safe Wow Math La calculadora It's your For real Right now So coming up in Spain We got Granada they came back after one, just one season. That's how you know you're, you just had one bad season. Yeah, and you're just like, I'm gonna let's go back up. And then you got Las Palmas coming back. It's been a while for them. They have been down since 2017, oh, wow. 2017, 2018. They went down, uh, and now now they're in second place, going directly. And then the rest of the spots that are fighting for it are Levante. Deportivo Alavés, Eibar, and Albacete. Damn. Albacete has been down there since 2004. Wow. That's a while. Eibar since 2020. A couple of years, I remember them. And Alavés was relegated last season.
1: No Leganés. Leganés was in the, in the relegation zone last
0: season. Yep. And the thing that surprised me the most, Malaga is in relegation to go to... The third division. They're in shambles. Complete and Malaga shambles. was like a mid-table team a couple of years ago. They
1: were in Champions League or Europa League like seven to ten years ago.
0: Yeah. And then Levante was the last one that I did not call out. Uh, they were in. They just got relegated last year. And so they're going to try to get their way back in. Um, out of the Mexican-owned teams, Ralo Viedo, none of them are in the promotion spots. They're all. Basically, mid-table Oviedo, upper mid-table, but nowhere near.
1: Sporting Guijón, I mean, is a Mexican-owned team.
0: All right. In Germany, we got some drama in, in Germany. Bayern beat Köln in the last match day, and we're like, it doesn't matter. Right? No. All all uh, Dortmund's got to do is win, and they could not. They were down 2-0, like, at the 60th fucking minute because Sebastian Haller missed a penalty kick at the 19th minute homeboy what are you fucking doing i he was that. their
1: savior for for ever since he came back because he would be scoring pretty well yeah it and
0: when it mattered se les se les fue la onda they were yeah they were down 2-0 until the 69th they got the 2-1 and i was like all right well they got 30 minutes 20 something minutes to score two more and they didn't score the 2-2 until the 96th yeah man it was a heartbreak yeah, and Bayern, they had they were tied 1-1 in in the 81st, but then Jamal Musiala put one away in the 89th to give them that win. And you could tell in the stands, mm-hmm. Dortmund fans were like, who cares that we're losing 2-0 and this is how we're going to win the championship. They're all happy. And then the moment Bayern fans scored, Dortmund fans were all checking their phones. They're like, oh, no. Yeah.
1: I was watching it and I was like, there's no way you guys are going to let this let Bayern win. I think this is Bayern's like ninth, 11th,
0: 11th championship in a in row. Room. That's insane, man. And uh, Thomas Müller has been there for all of them. Jeez. And Marco Reus wasn't there for the last Dortmund one. No, he wasn't. They he still just have missed it. They still haven't given him a trophy. And he was in this game God, leading them. Man. And they could not get it. It was all in their hands. All you have to do is beat a mid-table team.
1: Edson gotta come in and fucking yeah set
0: things straight. The rumor now is that Edson Alvarez will come in. I think they're trying to get uh, Jude Bellingham out the door to clear up some cash. That's a shit ton of cash they're gonna get, and then get um, Edson Alvarez and maybe a couple other crucial pieces to fight for the title again. But it's just it's just so demoralizing when you're just like dog the a whole year of soccer, we were right there. Yep, and then it didn't happen, and you're just like, next year the gap could be double digits. Yeah, man. You don't know if you'll ever be there again, and like if you'll be there again anytime soon.
1: That's that's the Gracias game.
0: La vida we. Leipzig beat Schalke four two, and that sent them down. And then Stuttgart tied Hoffenheim one one. And they're in the relegation qualification. They ended up playing already, right? Yeah, they,
1: they played today. Um, they ended up winning 3 0 for the first leg. So they still got to play this weekend, this coming up weekend for the second league.
0: It was against Hamburger. Oh, Hamburger. On the yeah, league. today they played Hamburger, who's in the qualification spot from the second division to come up. And Stuttgart smacked them 3 uh, 0, which they can't do to any first division teams, apparently. <laughs> but um, they're fighting for their lives to stay up. But yeah, Schalke okay. and Hertha are, are going down. Um, who we got coming up, Cesar? We got
1: FC Heidenheim. Heigwe. <laughs> so it's one of the teams that get promoted. Um, this is their first time playing top flight division, and they started in the fifth division back in the early 2000s.
0: Let's go Heidenheim. There's la cuna. There's so, la
1: lacuna, Amuno. So it's been a long road for them, and now they're finally in first division. Cool. Who else? And then you also have SV Darmstadt, who is also newly promoted, and they were in top flight in the season 2016-2017. Let's
0: go. Give us some fresh blood. Let's go. You know, oh, they come on. In, they, that sucks for Hamburg. Like, I feel like it was kind of a staple a yeah. couple of years back, like a decade ago, to see them up there. But if you're not good enough, dog. If you
1: don't invest, man, that's what you get. You're
0: not getting our sympathy if you can't win your head-to-head games. All right. In Italy... We got Sampdoria Cremonese down to the shadow realm and the last spot is between Spezia or Hellas Verona and that's going to come down to the last week. This They're tied. Week, yeah. They're tied for the last spot. Spezia plays Roma. Wow. That sucks. Hellas Verona plays Milan. Yep. Wow. That they sucks. They got some big games. So if somebody could pull out a point, the other one's not going to pull out the point. Just get you so, got to get a draw. Yeah, we'll Park see. Park the bus. Algo, yeah. Part the bus versus Roma's part the bus.
1: <laughs> yeah, Specia if they end up tied or they both lose, specia g- gets by with um, cold differential. Let's go.
0: Cool. Who we got promoted there, Sasaki. Um, You have
1: Gen- Genua and Frosinone. Let's go. So, yeah, Frosinone is the third time being promoted, but they haven't been able to stay up at the top flight that same season that they come up. So hopefully this season is the one that, you know, they make it to their
0: second season they in stay. a row. They consolidate themselves. Uh-huh. Yeah. And Genoa, we know Genoa. throw Johan Vásquez. Yeah. So yeah, Johan Vásquez is staying
1: up even though
0: Cremones is going down. Big question, will he start, right? That's, that's They're going the to bring question. some more names yeah. or something.
1: And then FC Sutirol is playing body. So... Quick uh, fun fact about Sudridol, They're from a German-speaking region in northern I- Italy. Founded in the late 70s, but they only started playing Serie C in the 2010s. Damn. So they're, they're recent. They're the new kid on the block, German-speaking region, so they're very proud of their heritage. So it'd be cool seeing a basically a German team um, playing in the Serie A. Let's go. That's if they win their uh, relegation qualification
0: give us that diversity man killer so in the netherlands bebote did not win the top goal scorer in our bebote goleador watch xavi simons and anastasios dovikas tied for that top goal goal scorer spot with 19 goals each and you have a note here xavi simons Big Peso Pluma fan.
1: Yeah, he be singing Peso Pluma on the bus. Yeah. El Guti. El Guti seems El like Guti. he put him on. El Guti so. put him
0: on and he takes videos of him on the bus. Yeah. And that fool singing. What was he singing? La bebe, no? Sí, si, La bebe. Everyone gets down to it. Did you see Brighton was turning up to it? Yeah,
1: and then there was a team in Italy that did it too. Oh, I mean, Napoli, of course. With yeah, G- breaking
0: boundaries, dog. Hey, I'm eh? I'll get down to it.
1: worldwide Peso Pluma.
0: Oh, All right. So uh, let's bring it back to North America. We had the CONCACAF Champions League uh, just yesterday. Leon versus LAFC. I feel like Leon was like the huge underdog. Yeah. And they ended up winning 2-1 at home, which it was 2-0 until the 96th minute. Dennis Buangas for LA scored the 2-1, which was really interesting because the ref only gave four minutes of extra time. But what gave extra minutes was that Leon actually scored a goal. Yep. And the goal was, um, I think it was Osvaldo Rodriguez. Went up for a header, and you he tried to header it, hit it with the shoulder, but laid out the defender on the way, like almost like a banquito thing. The ref marked a foul because it was just so easy to mark a foul defensively yeah. like that. And the player was, like, pretty hurt, like, got. Fucking rocked. And that gave them a little bit of extra time for to get that playoff. Yeah. So it's crazy how that worked. Like
1: Le va salir caro.
0: Leon thought they had the three zero, and then the time that it took to figure all that out and that it wasn't a goal ended up giving LASC enough time to score a goal, which is crazy.
1: Yeah, it's crazy. And you know it And that's gold for LA. That's, that's gold. Yeah, that's freaking oxygeno puro because being down 2-0, possibly 3-0, going home. Now you're only going home with a 2-1. Mm-hmm. So you got to make up one goal to take it an extra time. Uh, but I think overall, I was watching the game. I watched all of the first half. Leon had just, Leon looked amazing the way they were playing, switching the ball from side to side. Um, it seemed like LAFC did not know how to stop them whatsoever. Yeah. I mean, The you only s- thing you is that, you know, they couldn't put it away. They couldn't yeah. make it a bigger margin.
0: They needed to. T- they had the options. You saw the play with Elias Hernandez. That fool's like juking. Dude, Elias Valencia likes. It was that fool's business. He's like, I'm, gonna, I'm the European. Yeah. Like that, huh? And
1: he wasn't even supposed to start. Well, he came on because that left winger, or left back um, got injured. Yeah. He came out injured. But um,
0: th- you know, whenever you put Elias and that fool's going to get you a solid game. Yeah. But yeah, that fool's going off. That fool's been a solid period uh, for years. But yeah, they, they needed to put another one away. They had the chances to do it. They didn't put them away. Unfortunately, one even went in and they didn't get it. Uh, and LA was able to put one away and go back, right? And th- the LAFC stadiums, it's a hostile environment. Yeah. It's, it's a good home stadium. Yeah. So they feel pretty comfortable. They celebrated it 2 1. Like it was the 3 2. They're like, yeah. let's go, take it back. So um, it's going
1: to be a really good game this Sunday.
0: Yeah, yeah. this Sunday's going to get popping. Let's go. Um, let's go. No, or what? I don't know. I don't know. All right, let's close it out with that MLS and then we'll go into what we're excited about. And MLS, the Quakes finally won on the road. Like we mentioned, they've undefeated at home, but have not won at all on the road. They beat the Flounders, the Seattle Flounders. <laughs> let's go. The next one, LA Galaxy, they beat Real Salt Lake 3-2. They finally look like a good squad. And all of it magically after they fired Chris, Chris Klein, Klein, who everyone's been begging for them to get him the fuck out of there, right? Yeah, Twitter um, was on fire again. Chicharito when... wasn't even on the roster. No.
1: That's weird. That's uh, something too.
0: Do? I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Go to Chivas. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Cuaron con ganas all of a sudden, right? Let's just bring you home with what we got what we're excited for then. Let's do it. All right. Sisad, so, so tell me what are you gonna be watching on TV this weekend?
1: I got the FA Cup. I'm gonna watch Manchester United take on Manchester City. It's gonna be a great game. Uh I think Manchester City will edge them out, but we'll see. Um, and then I also have the DFB Pokal. call. I got Leipzig against Frankfurt. It's gonna be a good game to watch. It's, it's a final, so you know, anything happened.
0: That's gonna be good. We got the Conca Champions final this weekend. LAFC versus Leon. Leon took that 2 1 home. Leon, Leon is taking that 2 1 back to LA. We'll see if LA can turn it around or if Leon can just like, hold on for dear life. Um, it's going to be a good one. LA is going to be popping. It is. All the fools from Guanajuato are going to be at the oh game. Oh, yeah. Madrazos hasta una <laughs> <laughs> I bet. Um, what else you got?
1: You got Serie a relegation battle. You got Ayas, Ayas Verona versus AC Milan,
0: and then Spezia versus Roma. Yeah, we'll see who can save themselves there, right? Yeah. Uh, In Argentina, River Plate versus Defensa Justicia, a top five battle. I think that was going to be really good for the homies, los argentinos. Uh, ¿Qué más?
1: You got the FIFA U20 going on as well. Uh, this weekend,
0: yeah, the U20 tournament. The U.S. just got their next opponent today. They're going to be playing against Uruguay, Uruguay which was a, an interesting one because Uruguay it was between Uruguay and Gambia and Gambia, who Gambia is coming out of nowhere. Yeah. I thought they had a chance at Like, I thought they looked better than Uruguay in this game, uh, but they uh they got a red card pretty early, early on, uh, but then Uruguay got a red card too, so they couldn't. Put, get it together after that either. That charrua blood, you know. That charrua blood. But you know who's not playing this weekend? France's U20 team because they got eliminated. England's U20 team because yeah. they got eliminated. So it's starting Argentina's to... Argentina's team. Argentina's got eliminated. they got eliminated. The Nepo babies that got the tournament in their home country after not even making it directly, they got another chance by having them host it. They still did not make it. Damn. So we got the top eight. Left, right, we got Israel versus Brazil. We got Colombia versus Italy, South Korea versus Nigeria, and, and the US squad versus Uruguay. It's yeah. a pretty solid top eight. Definitely. It's going to get good. I want to see a surprise. Let's go, Israel. Take out Brazil. I
1: got South Korea, bro. You
0: got South Korea at all? I, got them? South I think Korea. Nigeria is going to take it all. We'll see. Nigeria's looking s- solid. They finished first in that squad in the in the group. Uh, and actually, no, they didn't. They finished third. But they all tied with six points, though. So. Don't fucking matter. That's all that I got. Give my sister. Take us home.
1: Uh thank you guys for tuning in. As always, follow us on on the socials, join the Discord. It always gets popping in there. And yeah, we appreciate right. what you guys do for us.
0: Yeah. All right. Peace everyone.